It's a journey into mystery in Disney's new animated film, Strange World. I don't know what they're talking about. This world is perfectly normal, am I right? This review is brought to you by StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash Merle today to save $10 on your first purchase and stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review of the newest Walt Disney Animation Studios film, Strange World, which is in theaters everywhere now. This is the 61st Disney animation feature and the first since Encanto came out about a year ago. Strange World is from director Don Hall, a veteran of Disney animation who last directed Raya and the Last Dragon, and Ki Nguyen, who's credited as screenwriter and co-director. Nguyen also worked on Raya and the Last Dragon as the co-writer. Strange World centers around the Clade family. Searcher Clade, voiced by Jake Gyllenhaal, is a farmer in a place called Avalonia who discovers a plant called Pando that brings electricity and technology to the formerly powerless citizens who are isolated behind a mountain range that is supposedly impassable. Searcher's father, Jaeger, voiced by Dennis Quaid, is a legendary adventurer who disappeared decades ago trying to see what's beyond the mountains, but Searcher is content to farm alongside his wife, Meridian, voiced by Gabrielle Union, and his son, Ethan, voiced by Jabuki Young White. When an unknown threat begins killing pando crops across Avalonia, threatening the civilization's power supply, Searcher answers the call to adventure he's been rejecting for his entire life to journey to a, wait for it, strange world that may hold the answers. Strange World is not currently tracking to be a big box office success, and I think it made a few different mistakes that I point out in this review, but one of them is a critical mistake that I think affected the marketing of the film and even the story structure, and it involves spoilers for the movie, which I'm not going to go into right now. I will talk about it later on in the review, but in general terms, when I first saw the trailers for this film, I looked at the pictures and the designs and everything, and I went, oh, it's that, and I kept waiting for some confirmation that the movie was what I thought it was, but then when that confirmation didn't come, I said, oh, okay, well, obviously that's not what the movie is, and then the big third act reveal is that the movie is what I thought it pretty obviously was from the first trailer. I think Strange World would have been better served leaning into this concept that they tried to keep a secret so badly because it's not like Disney cracked the marketing on this movie anyway. There's a lot of people I talked to that didn't even know this movie was coming out and the people that did know it was coming out didn't know anything about it. This was a movie in desperate need of a hook in order to get people into theaters and they bypassed that in exchange for an aura of mystery that to me wasn't really much of a mystery. Unfortunately, even with great marketing, I think Strange World still would have struggled to bring people into theaters because it's just not that good of a movie. It's most definitely beautiful, and the animators who worked on this film should be exceptionally proud of the work that they've done, but it's let down by the material. It's like if you took the character designs in Inside Out, which is a beautiful looking movie, but the script was just generic animation humor that we've seen in so many other movies before. That's really what lets Strange World down. It's not the imagination in the visuals, it's the imagination in the screenplay, or lack thereof. And it's not just the imagination that's let down. Searcher lives in a multiracial family with a gay son and a three-legged dog, and you'd hope that there would be something on the page for characters representative of such a diverse spectrum. But if you remove these characters from the beautiful landscapes behind them, they're practically indistinguishable from generic human character one through five from any given Disney or DreamWorks film made after the year 2000. 
The voice acting in Strange World is strong. Aside from the Clade family, we get Lucy Liu as the mayor of Avalonia, looking to save Pando at any cost, and veteran Disney voice actor Alan Tudyk playing multiple roles. There are also a couple of cute little merchandising, I mean, uh, sidekicks. Legend, the three-legged dog, very adorable, and Splat, a blue blob who's going to look just great as an impulse checkout buy at Epcot Center Registers in Orlando. The entire film is styled pretty much as an Indiana Jones adventure, which means that it's a reference to a reference to 1930s serials, and Henry Jackman provides a score that is somewhat generic but also captures the required spirit of adventure. But the standout parts of this movie just can't overwhelm the things that give us a been there, done that feel. And it's really disappointing because when you have a movie that looks as great as this, the material inside of it should also be just as groundbreaking. I could see a world where Strange World is a big box office hit with a better screenplay. And this has been something that's happened so many times, not just at Disney, but other studios. And it seems to an increasing degree where you have a great concept or a great actor or a great idea for a movie, but it doesn't seem like the love and care went into the screenplay. It's as if they're expecting people to go see movies just based on concepts when it's harder than ever to get people into a theater. Maybe 10 or 15 years ago, the nebulous concept of Strange World would have been enough to lure people in to see the movie, but that's just not the world that we're living in anymore. So this is the point where I'm going to verge into spoiler territory because my biggest qualm with the movie was the concept of the film and the way that the movie handled it. So if you don't want to know the reveal in Strange World, then you can either skip ahead, I'll put a little time code down in the description below, or you can tune out and come back later. I usually don't do spoilers in my regular reviews, but this is a pretty big issue I have with the movie. I don't want to do a separate spoiler review for Strange World, but I also think that this merited discussion. So this is the final warning if you don't want spoilers for Strange World. Click away in three, two, one. So from the first trailer that Mara and I saw for Strange World, I remember in the theater, we looked at each other and we said, oh, they're in a body. It's like inner space. They're zooming around inside of a human body or some organic creature. It seemed pretty obvious from all of the different visuals and concepts of the creatures. It looked like red blood cells or it looked like the immune system attacking something. But then as trailers started coming out and as more information about the movie started being released and there's really no reference to that, we thought, oh, well, maybe they just kind of took inspiration from the body just to kind of design this new world. So imagine my lack of surprise when I'm sitting in the theater watching Strange World and the big reveal at the end of Act 3 is <gasps> they're inside a living body. Now I understand that little kids aren't going to pick up on that based on the trailers. Most small children aren't versed on the ins and outs of biology, but I think that there's a huge missed opportunity in the marketing of this movie. Because one thing with Strange World is that I don't think Disney marketed it very well at all because they couldn't really talk about the concept and if they had embraced that inside the body concept from the very beginning, not saved it for a third act reveal and actually said this is the premise of the movie I think that would have been a really fun hook to market everything on journey with these people inside the body of this giant creature as they're trying to get to the heart and save the world that is a much better pitch than what Disney currently has which is basically look at all this weird stuff they're flying around in it I also think this would have enhanced the movie itself the action sequences as they're in the stomach or as they're in the lungs because the movie didn't want to tip its hand and say that that they're in the body, I think that they scaled back on some of those sequences. Whereas if you'd revealed earlier in the movie that they were inside of a body, then those sequences could have been even bigger and even better, and you could have done more specific things instead of kind of trying to keep it vague. I mean, you have Dennis Quaid in this movie doing a voice 
who starred in the most famous, arguably, Journey Through the Body movie ever made, Interspace, and you can't even take advantage of that in the marketing. You can't ask him about it in interviews. You can't build buzz with people from the 80s who love Interspace, who grew up with Interspace, who said, oh, wow, Dennis Quaid's in another I'm Inside the Body movie? I'm going to go see that because I love that movie. They passed on so many marketing hooks to keep the secret that I think was pretty obvious to anybody who barely passed high school biology. I'm not saying this would have turned around the box office fortunes of the movie because the content likely would have been very close as far as characterization, humor, all the other stuff I had an issue with, but it would have perhaps gotten more people in just out of a sheer curiosity factor than what you have right now. Okay, so we're back from spoiler talk, and something that really kind of frustrates me is that Disney put great movies, like for example, Turning Red, earlier this year, direct to streaming on Disney+. And I know that there were some pandemic concerns with Turning Red, but I think you could have delayed the release. And we're seeing a movie like Strange World getting a full theatrical release that's not really Disney's best foot forward right now. I said it before when I was talking about Disenchanted, but now that I've also seen Strange World, I really think that if Disney had this all to do over again, they should have put Strange World on Disney Plus and Disenchanted in theaters because I think Disenchanted would have done significantly better than Strange World is going to do. It's obvious that Disney hoped that Strange World was going to come out like gangbusters over this Thanksgiving weekend and then spend the holiday season continuing to rack up big grosses, but I just don't think that's what's going to happen. I think this is really going to end Disney's year with a whimper because Strange World is a beautiful but bland movie that never fully realizes its potential due to some writing and marketing decisions that were questionable at best. I'm very mixed on the movie, but my needle is pointing just barely down because I was really disengaged for a lot of the movie's running time. There's a real been there, seen that quality to Strange World, which as I mentioned is really sad given the unique visuals and design of the rest of the movie. It's almost worth recommending for that, but not quite. So that's not a recommendation for me on Strange World, but it's not a huge condemnation either. I'm sure there are people that are a little less critical of animation and story structure than I am that'll probably go and enjoy it. Kids will probably enjoy this film, although there were a few kids in the screening that I went to on the preview night, the opening night, I guess, and they seem pretty restless. So if you are bringing your kids, maybe be ready to kind of help hold their attention span through the slower parts of the movie. And like I said, it's not a hugely negative reaction, so I wouldn't be shocked if people went to see it and also had a better reaction than I did. So those are my thoughts on Strange World. Are you heading out this Thanksgiving to see it? Are you going to wait and see it on Disney Plus? Let's be honest, it'll probably be on the streaming service by Christmas. Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, StoryWorth. If you're spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories, the ones you like to hear and the ones, quite frankly, you've heard maybe one too many times. But have you ever wanted to help your loved ones document those timeless stories? Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection. All they have to do is reply with a story, then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories, memories, and even photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a valued keepsake. I've been collecting stories from my mom for several months now, and I've learned so much about my family that she's never told me, including a great story about my grandmother driving her around town all afternoon to find the one kind of candy she wanted as a little girl. Even after my grandmother's gone, I'm still learning new things about her. Help your family share their stories this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash Merle today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash Merle to save $10 on your first purchase. StoryWorth.com slash Merle.
Thanks to StoryWorth for sponsoring this review, and thank you for watching. I'll be back later today with a review of Steven Spielberg's latest film, The Fablemans. That's right, it's a Thanksgiving feast of movie reviews here on the channel. That's it for this review, though. I'll be back very soon with another movie review. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.